Was that much of a backbeat behind it? Or is that it's just creative remixing? A very little bit. It's a pretty minimal song. There's not I just vividly remember you having a telephone piggy bank in your basement that played that song whenever you deposited money into it. I used to have so much of that kind of weird shit. Yeah, Kitchy. It was like, almost like phone. you lived in a Spencer's. I had an old Kermit the Frog, like, candlestick phone. Like, the one you'd, like, yeah, a like, piece to hold up to your ear and a piece to talk that to you hold, Yeah, you hold into the bass and talk into that. 20s. I love that thing. Like, if I still had it, I'd still... That'd be, like, our landline phone that we'd never use. Because <laughs> it t- it's... <laughs> the worst thing a phone can do, it takes both hands away from... Yeah, it's as inconvenient as humanly possible. Well... Adding no real benefit other than, like, a kitschy weirdness to it. Yeah. But it's cool to talk into for a second. It's like, hey there, how's it going? How's it going there, everybody? It's impossible not to be like, what's the news? Ahoy, ahoy, how's it going now? Sailor. Sailor boy. You got me, Palooka. What do you want? Well, everybody, be prepared, because today is a very special episode of the Super Larios Brothers podcast. <laughs> it's finally time. do 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 For dun 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 the Japanese Kit Kat eat off. Boom, 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 boom. It should the uh, Terminators. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. dun. Like underneath Japanese, it's like Japanese. Dun 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 dun. Kit. Dun 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 dun. Cat. Dun dun dun. Like metallic sounds. Producer will put this in afterwards. I assume we have one. I'm knowing full well. I'm just gonna throw this upstairs. But the cat's been dead for for weeks. He did do such a great job editing it. Sounds like the dogs when they're making a racket upstairs. Yeah, fuck it! <laughs> it's a bad dog. Yeah. Now, so we're going to be doing the Japanese Kit Kat. So let's explain the rules for it first. So both of us have a bowl. We've currently covered it with a, a, a sheet to conceal what flavors are in there. But we both have 16 flavors of Kit Kats that are the exact same between ours. And so if you don't know, a Japanese Kit Kat's like two bars, essentially. It's like half the size of a regular Kit Kat, but there's yeah. 16. So it's essentially like four full-size Kit Kat bars in here to eat in a row, uh, which we won't know the flavors of until we actually grab it. And even then, if you could tell what the Japanese is. And then once you finish that, should you finish that, the final daunting task is both of us have a wrapped Baconator that you will then have to go through. And if you could finish this first before the other one then you would win the eat off and the loser has to we haven't decided if it's the two movies we're deciding you have to go see between is the intern which is a robert de niro and hathaway movie where he's like that super old intern who goes to work at like a young hip company and seems to suggest there might even be a love romance between him and anne hathaway I don't think there is, but... I, it seems like they're almost going for that. Maybe it's a father-daughter. I don't know. But it just looks awful anyway. And then the other one is a movie about to come out called Sisters, which is another Tina Fey, Amy Poehler movie, with Ike Barinhold from Mad TV as, like, the hunky male lead for some reason. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> I wouldn't... I was not expecting to see him pop up in a big, like, movie like that. Like, here's the top dude in a movie. He was in the last season of... Uh... The HBO show with Danny McBride where he's like this crazy oh, pitcher. he's bound and down. He's bound and down. He was in the last season of that, I believe. That's the last time I saw him since that, Mad that TV. That was like two years ago, I think, that ended. Yeah. So. And Mad TV has been done for, what, like six years? Seven? Way more than that, I feel like. I feel like that ended like mid-2000s. 
Yeah, I um, think... Look, I see commercials and trailers for The Intern, and I think, all right, it's definitely going to suck. Maybe Robert De Niro will give me something to, like, remember the good old days. So, you know, and Anne Hathaway's not terrible. Fine. There's no way I'll like it, but I might not hate it, hate it. That the sisters one, just from start to finish, just looks terrible. But I'm like, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey can be funny at times. What is, is it supposed one? to be sad? Like, not even from a sexist standpoint. Like, even for guys, it'd be like, this was, like, something that probably should have been done by 10 to 15-year-old younger people. Oh, I guess yeah. it's supposed to be, like, a sad element that they're 40-something and still doing it. I can never tell, because that Baby Mama movie, which was them, too, it felt like they were both portrayed to be younger characters than they were. They probably are. Uh, probably they were already is. 40, and it's like, why are you renting your womb out at 40? Like, yeah, who's prob- taking that? It probably is, like, 30 years. They're probably supposed to be playing, like, 30-year-olds. Like, like, my early age, 40, maybe. probably. Eh, probably maybe a little older than you, but, yeah, around that kind of age range. Um, though it will be noted that, should it be, I don't know if this is an enticement, or if this is a detraction, but uh, if we see sisters, Terry said she will go see it with whoever wins because she actually just wants to see it legitimately. Does she know we might be seeing it in the $2 theater? <laughs> if it's me, I'm definitely waiting till the $2 theater. That's the other benefit, though, because I think the intern's out now on DVD. So whoever... Oh, really? I think it is. I believe so. Let me, let me do some quick research here. Some quick sleuthing because we almost need to do this on air to hash it out. Which one will, will be worse? Um... IMDb, or I guess the intern, the intern DVD, nope, intern DVD release, uh, let's see, maybe it's not out on DVD quite yet, maybe it's popping out, because Sisters isn't even out yet, that doesn't I mean, it's a whole different like... scenario from having to watch it in your own home, like going out to a theater, oof, even $2, oofa doofa. Uh, okay, sorry. The intern comes out on December 29th. So, okay. basically, it's about the same time when they come out, just one's in your house. One be able to get on DVD in Redbox or whatever, and the other one you'd have to go see at the theater. Let me propose this. What if we let Alex pick? <laughs> Alex? Yeah. I mean, okay. Do you think he's got a. Alex or Dad? Let one of them pick. Oh, okay. Because like, like, Terry, we already know, is going to pick. She's gonna sister. pick sister, so she, yeah. someone can see it with her. All right, here I'll I'll text Dad. I'm actually gonna text him right now, so Dad, who will be listening to this podcast later, will know the timestamp of this happening. I would think by far the worst is sisters paying to see that in theaters, even the two dollar one. But I feel like you're going with intern. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm fine either way. I'm gonna tell Dad watch the trailers for the intern and sisters but terry's just gonna tell him to pick sisters no this is just going to dad and tell us which is worse the lose the loser we'll see that one. Oh god so hopefully we'll we'll hear back from dad and know which one uh know which one we'll have to throughout the course yeah yeah so you'll find out as we do yeah so as this is going to be otherwise a regular episode it's just as we're going through it we're both going to be eating japanese kit kat so i mean are we gonna have to turn it off for when we eat the and that's another thing the baconator when did the baconators come into this well the worry that came in i was like four because i realized they were going to be smaller than a regular kit kat so it wasn't even gonna have to be like you had to eat 16 kit kats that would just been impossible but i was like even like four kit kats i think i can do that 
I didn't want it to be like we both like I didn't want it to just become a race between us. <laughs> so the the Baconator is the daunting end to this challenge. It's the anchor. <laughs> where it's like even if you finish, you still have to force your way through this. So that's that's where it all it's comes. It's gonna be out. lukewarm too by the time we get there. Yeah, we got it before the podcast started. You had to get through your Kit Kats first before you could even indulge in it. So it's going to be like cold or lukewarm at the best. And uh I think that's what makes it the most fun. Like, it's not even, like, an enjoyable bacon. It's just, like, I'm going to be... Because you're going to eat, like, a pound of sugar and shitty chocolate and then try to force a bacon. I haven't eaten a Baconator in probably, like, six or seven years. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be a task. So The double, too, you pig. You couldn't even go with the... The regular Baconator's not the Baconator. That's just a bacon cheeseburger. It's called Junior Bacon. It's called the, uh, the Son Little of the Baconator. Baconator. Son of the Baconator or something like that. Son of Baconator. Means nothing to me. <laughs> it's a girl's burger, Mikey. That's for children. But this, this will be daunting. This will be remembered. This will be told to us in the annual time. Dad already texted back, said sisters. So there we go. That'll be it. We'll do sisters. All right. All right. Let's just get the first one started. Yeah, all right. So we're both just going to dig into this. We won't know what we're going to get until we go in. And this looks, there's a rabbit on it. Alright, we're gonna get a rabbit on mine too. Oh, we both got the same one at the start? Good, we'll be able to commentate on it. Oh. Orange flavored. So carrot maybe? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> not uh... about that. Hmm. Mm. Oh no, this is not good at all. Alright, so you went to Tyler's house this weekend and <laughs> saw Terminator just oh it's so not good. I guess this is like the citrus one. I did hear there was a citrus one in here. Yeah, like maybe pineapple or it's not great. It's not good. I'm just gonna oh, oh. Yeah, if the new Terminator, which I had no interest in seeing, but it's a common thing to go over to his place and get movie raped for two out four hours. <laughs> really, like at one point, it, and because we saw uh, oh, someone didn't turn that phone off again. But we also saw Pitch Perfect two and like. An hour into that, I was I said I had to use the bathroom, so Tyler paused it, <laughs> and the other guy Drew finally saw like, oh my god, this is two hours long. Like, no, 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 we're not watching this. And Tyler's just like, you know, he doesn't even respond. He just hits play again. And when I get back in, and he makes us watch it. <laughs> Wait, you were the one that said no, or is another friend? He did, <laughs> and I didn't really want to watch it either, but it was. Fun to kind of watch him get movie raped, and they're like, "No, I don't want to watch this." <laughs> and just be like, <laughs> like shrugging his shoulders. But we did a uh, Terminator Genesis, which real loosely, the plot is they oh, send. Uh, I just want to know. This is definitely only one of the green tea Kit Kats. <laughs> All right, continue. Oh, so <laughs> I mean, the only thing I was going to care about when it came to. The Terminator movie is is Amelia Clark very hot in it because she does kind of look like a young Sarah Connors. No, not particularly sexy. See, <laughs> that green tea one good? No, I don't know how you have a hint of cherry blossom. That's a tree. <laughs> All right, what I'm going to do is attempt to open this without even looking at it and being completely surprised. But Terminator Two, it starts with. Uh, John Connor, like a 40-something-year-old John Connor in the future robot dystopian, sending Kyle Reese back to protect his mom. So kind of like the old-school one. 
then Kyle Reese gets back to uh, gets back to like a twenty five year old Amelia, like Sarah Connor, played by Amelia Clark. And a like T one thousand, the liquid one, came back immediately after him as an Asian cop. Asian cop. <laughs> yeah, just like the they didn't pay what's his name to come back, no. Robert Patrick. No, yeah, it's like true. a thirty something Asian cop dude. Hmm. And he attacks them, and out comes like late forties Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, actually, no, they they CGI'd like twenty something Terminator One Arnold Schwarzenegger. He comes and attacks Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor, and then all of a sudden, like fifty something year old uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out, and you find out that. Someone sent him back to protect her since she was like a little girl and he's just always been there. And the skin, they made the skin on the Terminators all to age. The robot stays the same inside, but mm-hmm. the face gets older and skin For ages to blend in. Because I guess they anticipated that some of them might be in there for longer mm. periods. But anyway, he's the... Uh, this isn't too bad. Nah, it's like a green tea one. I don't know what this one is. It's purple. I think this might be the blueberry one. The blueberry cheesecake. In which case, pretty good, actually. Mmm. I had a bite at the end. Anyway. But anyway, this one, that Terminator that was sent back, that's now like the 40-something. <laughs> Another green tea. That's now like the 50-year-old Terminator. He's taken on the role of like a surrogate father to her. She calls him Pops. That's kind of weird, right? He's all, He knows... It's weird, because the Kyle Reese doesn't know, but this is a reality where all, like different Terminator universes can flash between each other. Um, she knows that she's going to give birth to John Connor with Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese doesn't know that. Terminator dad, Pops, does know that, but he still acts like disapprovingly, like, get your hands off her. <laughs> Hell. Yeah. That's creepy and unnecessary. It's extremely weird. <laughs> Ugh, green tea Kit Kats. I don't know why there are three different versions of you. Not a very good movie. And it I've heard it damages uh Terminator 2 then, right? Like doesn't Strawberry. it basically destroy the timeline for Terminator 2? Yeah, it's almost like an alternate reality. It's a set, like the start of it's a remake of Terminator 1. Kyle Reese going back and trying to prevent her from being killed. And that was one of those movies where mm, water was a bad choice. That really highlights the badness of the green tea. Oofa doofa. Uh, but uh, it was one of those movies where, like, after they, like, already when they made it, they're like, this is going to be a franchise, so there'll be, like, two or three more of these. I don't know if they've stuck to that since then. Well, the surprise in the movie is, spoiler alert, the John Connor, like, the 40-something John Connor in, like, the midst of the revolution that sends Kyle Reese back is then immediately turned into like a Terminator person hybrid kind of. I mean, they're essentially like Agent Smith from the Matrix. They still claim to be independent, but it's obvious he just works for Skynet. Wasn't that kind of like what the chicken Terminator 3 was or was she just a Terminator model? She was just a Terminator model. This is actually, it looks just like him and it has all of his memories, but then it can, um, it's essentially just made of a bunch of nanobots. Apple Kit Kat. How's <laughs> a strawberry? So it's pretty good, actually. It's been <laughs> like, a real treat. Maybe, maybe these are pretty good. Maybe this weren't so bad. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I I did hear like he Mikey it, gives but... it two big poopy thumbs down. <laughs> I do not recommend it. Oh, this is a Terminator movie. I was like, I thought you just said you liked the Strawberry Kit Kat. <laughs> well, I'll have you know then, I have spent this weekend then talking about, or I've spent the past few weeks talking about Jessica Jones, and I watched it. I watched, ooh, this is an Apple one, this doesn't seem very good. <laughs> I watched the first episode Monday before work, and I'll tell you right off the bat, the theme song blows. Oh, it is <laughs> awful i don't know it's just like lame and short and it like picks up for a hot moment but then doesn't really go anywhere it's not a very satisfying beginning um but the first episode is amazing the first episode like has like a really good ending they like are perfectly teasing Kilgrave to be like this threat behind the scenes you don't really know what he's you know he's you don't even know if he's alive really you just see like it's jessica seeming like terrified of it and you get the hint, like, he's around, but what's he going to do? And this coconut's really good. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it blowing your mind? It is. You're like, maybe we should just go to Japan. Um, but the, the goal being of, like, you know, is he still there or not? It's, like, the first episode's great. It, like, paced, like, it set up Purple Man, Kilgrave, to be, like, a really great antagonist. Uh, that night, I came home, and I watched... Basically every episode. <laughs> like, I stayed up till 3 a.m. This is Friday? Yeah. Watching, like, episodes 2 through 11. And, uh, ooh. I've seen the face on that one. It's definitely orange-flavored. Or orange-colored. I'm not sure what to describe it as. Ooh, apple Kit Kat's not very good. <laughs> I haven't gotten the apple one yet. It smells very strongly of apples. I don't know why someone would want apple with chocolate. Oh, this is supposed to be pumpkin flavored. Ew. It's not bad. Not much of a taste to it. The apple one's got a lot of apple to it. Ooh. I feel like there's a lot more coloring dye used in these than flavors. A couple of the green tea ones I wouldn't notice too much until like the last bite or something like that. This apple one definitely has a strong apple taste to it, though. <laughs> I love but, one, of the, one of the ones I was least worried about is <laughs> destroying you right now. It's just, ugh. It's not very enjoyable. Like, ugh. But no, I went through, like, the other episodes, and I caught the last two the next day. So I've seen it all. It's okay. <laughs> like, that's the easiest way I can kind of say it. It's, I still haven't completely decided if I like it or not. Because it does a lot of things really well. And then it does a lot of things. And it's far and away darker than Daredevil. Like, there are just some obscenely bleak points in the series. Like, I think it's, like, episode two or, like, episode three. No Kajabi joke <laughs> getting you through? No, there's no avocados at law or anything like that. It's not... It's, like, at best, maybe a very bleak comedy. I think this is another green tea. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Hey, what do you these. think this is? is that that looks like flavored? grape... That looks like a grape wine kind of flavored. <laughs> wine glass icon. Yeah, looks definitely grapey. See, um, see if it's like gross blue. No, yellow. Interesting. <laughs> I definitely was hoping for a red color. <laughs> Who knows what this is going to be? Maybe a red. Maybe a white wine flavored Kit Kat. Um. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. I would not recommend it. Another green. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
Alright. <laughs> this is like your worst nightmare, getting all the green tea it's ones. It's just all in a row. <laughs> I assume it's going to be easy going from here on in. But man, I don't care for green tea. Mm. <laughs> but no, um, like in like the second episode, she goes to a place where mm. she finds a guy who was basically had his kidneys taken from him by Kilgrave. Like Kilgrave needed them. So he's like hooked up to a dialysis machine. Can't really do a whole lot. And his mom's like crazy religious. And she like leaves to go get something. And she like, she's, she's doing like detective stuff. She's trying to figure out who gave it to him to like track down a person. And he's like, he starts writing something down. And he starts writing like K-I-L. And you're like, oh, Kilgrave. He's trying to let her know Kilgrave's the one who did this. She's like, yeah, I didn't know that Kilgrave. And then he finishes it. It's like, kill me. Uh-huh. And you're like, ooh. And she just leaves. Like, she's just like, I can't. And just like slowly walks out with him. Be like, oh, <laughs> just without the words just like Ooh! and you're like oh this is so ha-. like to know that this exists in the same world as like captain america being like language everybody like oh this is so weird very heavy it's a heavy series all right this is one of the ones i was worried about the red bean oh is Kit it? Kat? yeah you should have t- smelled it first not much to it hmm hmm Wait. Oh. Oh. It's a bit of, oh, the aftertaste is not pleasant. <laughs> oh, God, these green Kind of reminds ones. me when I chewed tobacco back in the day. Oh, these green tea ones are just terrible. Oh, that's the one. You, oh. Happy trails. <laughs> God damn it, are you kidding me? I went from three green teas into the red bean? <laughs> Oh, this sucks ass. Just push it down. That would be my recommendation. <laughs> like, don't even give it time to settle. Like, I'm just like, oh, all right. All right, so I just wanted to say that Jessica Jones, I don't know if you plan to have any desire to watch it. Based so, on this. Uh, I, I would definitely watch it. I think Kilgrave could be an interesting villain. Um, Lester Freeman is in it for several episodes, Ooh. so you do get to enjoy him. Uh, there are, like, when Kilgrave is using his powers, he is terrifying. Because he does have some, like, pretty dynamic ways of, like, setting up situations. Uh, Luke Cage is in it. Um, there's, like, an entire episode just devoted to him and Jessica Jones banging. It's, like, four times throughout the same episode, oh, they wow. just bang each other. How and a very... Nudity? There's no nudity, but there is a scene where you almost, like, it's, like, her clearly riding the shit out of him. Oh. (laughs) Oh, the lemon and lime one. Oh, no. Uh, But there's, like, a scene of her riding on his dick, and, like, you almost get a shot of, like, Kristen Ritter's floppy tit, like, popping to the camera. You're like, huh, that's an interesting. Huh. A lot of gratuitous on that. I think the big issue for me, though, is I there's a weird soundtrack to it. Like, it's trying to be noir, but it doesn't really work very well. And that, like, annoys the shit. I mean, because it just ruins a couple scenes that, like, it's trying to, like, have, like, a quiet moment. And it's, like, underneath, it's like, burr, burr, burr. it's like Baker Street. Like, burr, 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 burr. I'm like, ugh, who chose this? Um, also, there is, like, a pretty huge plot hole that I'll, like, if you watch the show, I'll bring it up to you then. But I don't want to spoil it, basically, now. No, it's like a Betty or... Hmm. <laughs> this has a strange taste off the bat. 
Oh, no. <laughs> the red bean. Oh, 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 I go fuck it, girl. Yeah, don't let it, don't let it linger on the palate. <laughs> it definitely mm. is not meant to. Oh, it's so gross. Oh, it's so dark. Oh, oh you better finish it, you big fat queen. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to check that glass of water <laughs> if I find a bunch of residue in there. Oh my god, it's so gross and dark and bitter. I told you it wasn't great. <laughs> oh, oh, oh god, please be like strawberry cheesecake next. Give <laughs> <laughs> me a fourth green tea can. <laughs> I can't possibly. Uh, there were a lot of green tea ones. Mm. No, this is the coconut one, okay. Oh, I'm, I actually kind of like the coconut one. Alright, is my... Is I really don't know what this is. Like, shitty birthday cake frosting flavored? <laughs> that could be a birthday cake one, I don't know. I didn't hear about one, but you never know. Um, coconut one's not bad. But yeah, no, I I would <laughs> give... I mean, it's heaven after what you just went <laughs> oh, through. Like a gauntlet of green teas and then that bean, ugh. Um, no, I would give Jessica Jones, like, it's like a solid, um, like a C plus. Like, it's not as good as Daredevil, but it still has some good points to it. Um, some side characters were very strange, though. Overall, though, not bad. Um, and I'm excited to see what Luke Cage does, because they, you know, they use him in quite a few episodes here, and I think that could be kind of cool, but... Not what I was hoping for it exactly to be. I'll be honest, based on the cell, uh, I probably won't watch it anytime soon. Alright, well, if you decide to watch it, let me know and I'll watch it with you. Because I wouldn't mind going to the show. <laughs> You're going to watch it again. Ooh. This is definitely a green tea. I actually haven't had a green tea in like seven candy bars. So who knows? This one might be great. A revisit. Oh, it's heaven. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> That's fine. New strawberry. Um, so, this is actually something I wanted to bring up. And I'm shocked we haven't. I guess we haven't done it since we've had so many special episodes in a while with guests on. Hmm. But fucking Phil Collins is coming out of retirement. Woohoo! thought we did talk about this. No, we didn't talk about <laughs> Phil Collins on retiring yet. We've talked about outside of the podcast, but mm. not inside. So... And once again, it's time for 40 minutes of Phil Collins talking, everybody. No, but we're both big Phil Collins fans. He's announced he's unretiring. He's going to come out, do a new album, and then he's also going to try to do a tour. He says mostly it's going to be like Middle East, Australia, like that side of the country that I guess he hasn't been able to get to before. Mm -hmm. Do some stuff there. How much would you want to, like, would you, like, if someone gave you a ticket, would you go to see him? Uh, it becomes a matter of distance. All right, let's say it's like in Australia. Well, then tickets, they're giving me tickets, to yeah. plane tickets to get there. And yeah, like say, like, would you go, basically? Yeah. Okay. Let's say uh, you get in Seafield Collins, it's going to be in Sydney, Australia. The guy is going to pay for you to get there. However, he is a big gay guy who wants you to dress I up like it. his boy. I, <laughs> I knew this would happen. <laughs> he acted so normal on the phone. He just wants to dress up like his boy toy while you're there. So you can still enjoy the Phil Collins concert, but, like, you know, to keep up appearances, you may have to wear, like, boy shorts and, like, a mesh tank top 
and maybe make out with a couple of the guys during intermissions. But the ticket's free. The trip to Australia, the hotel room, you don't have to bang him. He just wants the company. You can consider it. Probably. <laughs> you make out with dudes intermission. Oh, uh, wait. Was that part of it? <laughs> yes. You said you maybe have to make out. I just heard you dancing. I thought <laughs> you're like, you can dance. And... No, like you can see the Phil Collins concert. You can enjoy it and have some fun. But you may have to make out with a couple guys during intermission to keep up appearances. What's a couple? Do you mean two? Or yeah, that... let's go two. Hmm. I feel like Phil Collins is too big of a question mark. Like, if I did all that and made out with a couple guys in the hallway and was walking around in booty shorts at the concert, and then Phil Collins comes out and just blows. <laughs> like, he comes out like. So, 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 dun, 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 Like, he gets dun. to that. He's clearly been, like, not been great drumming, but you're like, here comes the big drum solo so in, in air tonight. And it's <clears> like, <throat> it's all been a pack of lies. But I'm. Like, psh, bomb. Then he just carries on with it. You can feel it. And you're like, oh, that's the best part. It's like a couple of those Ozfest shows where they literally had to like strap Ozzy Osbourne to a gurney and just wheel him in onto the stage. Like, I don't want to be that. I'd be so mad. Like, oh, I made out with dudes. I made out with so many dudes for this. I didn't give me anything. Phil couldn't even do his best songs. You know, son. You know, son. You know, you know the rest. <laughs> yeah, no, son. Nick Sadora. Speaking of which, I was at the dentist the other day, which is going to go real great with these 18 Kit Kats I'm about to fucking down. Ooh, we both got the black one. Yeah, I'm sure this is dark chocolate, which I'm not a fan of, period. Eh. Um, yeah, this is super dark chocolate. <laughs> mm. I'm going to make one like, real quick. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, not liking dark chocolate. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, was that the... Oh, pumpkin! <laughs> uh, actually, it's pretty good. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. I was at the dentist, and I was in the office, and Mike and the Mechanics in the Living Years came on. And I've always jokingly oh. said, like, Mike and the Mechanic in the Living Years is like the sequel song to No Son of Mine. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, they finally managed to mend their problems. But I really feel like I should have That's to... That's not how it. In the Living Years ends. Um, well, his song... In the Living Years, he's lamenting he never made up with his dad. Yeah, but I feel like that's the sequel song. Like, it's like, oh. yeah, we never made up, but, like, here's the lesson to all of you. Because Mike Rutherford was the guitarist for Genesis yeah, at the yeah. time, and then went on. Did he write No Son of Mine? Uh, I don't think he wrote No Son of Mine, but he obviously was part of the band when they did it, so I feel like that. I, that's why I say I created like it's a canon, but I really I should need to, have to give permission to actually hear In the Living Years, because it's such a downer. Like, even though it's an uplifting song, like, you know, like, Talk to your friends and family, don't let regrets hold you down. But it's such a bummer song. It's like Cats in the Cradle. Like, that in, in the living years, I feel like I should need to, like, give someone permission to play around me. Because I don't want to just pop it in. It's it's really a downer when I'm, like, at the dentist. It's like, it's gonna be too late when we die. And your dad may not be around forever. And I'm like, ugh, stop. <laughs> what is this? Well, and who knows if your kid will like you? Screen tea ones are kind of odd. 
Yeah. The green tea ones eventually start wearing on you after, like, the eighth one. Yeah, but we... The point of living years is you can be like, oh, well, I did connect with my dad and we yeah. can talk. Yeah, so, I mean, it's good in that regard, but it's it's just like Cats in the Crypt. I don't have an issue with my dad. Like, I feel like we have a great relationship. But just hearing that song is such a bummer. I am down to my last three. Oh, no. Oh, the regular Kit Kat. Oh, strawberry cheese <laughs> Oh, I was so hoping that was <laughs> going to be that green tea. Oh, green tea again, eh? Okay. Um... I was watching Netflix, though, recently. Do you remember Third Rock and Sun? Yeah. You might have seen it watching Netflix. You're like, I've recently been watching Third Rock from the Sun? How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I forgot how weird that show is. Because the entire premise is just they're aliens who have come to Earth to observe humans and find out things about them. And that's all the jokes in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Like, it's where Joseph Gordon-Levitt got his start in really television, but it's so weird watching it, because it's just a lot of jokes about, like, those humans look like they're exchanging saliva with one another. How weird! Ha 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 ha! Like, it's almost like the, the, what, the Coneheads. Like, this, like, that weird, annoying laugh. Yeah. And they do it to just the most innocuous stuff, like, <clears throat> oh, these breasts that I have, because I'm a woman, it's so unwieldy and strange. because yeah. she was the warrior beforehand yeah like all like it's the thing like all four of them because it's it's um and joseph gordon levitt's a science officer so he's like a a genius being forced to go to high school and he's also supposedly the oldest one of the group who just happened to be stuck as being the child yeah um and then french steward i he's just the the like the person who gets the messages they reveal yeah that's what essentially his reason on the trip is but it's so Because the intro would be like, with our chief scientist, and blah, blah, blah. And then it got the French Stewart's character and was like, and some doofus. Or... <laughs> did it? At some point, I feel like there was, maybe the, just the first season, they did like a little introduction. You know, like the quick wrap-up show, like The Nanny. Like, just to let you know what's going on. <laughs> just without The Nanny! Oh, man. Their, kid, their version of regular Kit Kat, by far the worst. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was about to be like, really? It seems like the one they can't blow. Alright, this will be my last surprise one. <laughs> Not a green tea. Mm. Not at all. Oh, no! <laughs> Which one? Orange lime. Oh, God, that's rough. It's like a citrus surprise. Oh, this is the apple one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> not great. There's a lot of apple taste. It's like someone... Oh, <laughs> this smells like an orange Tic Tac. It's like someone sat on a handful of, like, <laughs> apple cinnamon Cheerios and put them in my mouth, like... Against your will. Yeah, that was definitely the most potent of the ones I've had. Mm. It's a strong citrus taste to it. <laughs> mm. How many do you have left? I have two. My last one. Oh, green tea. Awesome. Mm. <laughs> and yours is two? How is there this many green teas? <laughs> it looks. I feel like I've had this one. Fuck it. Oh. Good. Oh. 
Grape one was kind of odd. Oh. <laughs> Young pine of rush Mmm. It's a weird, weird taste. Not bad. I suppose, okay. My initial plan at one point was to actually come down with a glass of milk. I'm glad I didn't go with that. I think that might have been too heavy. Ooh. Yeah, the green tea ones I was not a... By the fourth one, it's it's definitely like... I get it. Yeah. They're not enjoyable. It's not a lot of flavor. Some factory has an abundance of you somewhere. Ugh, that grape one still didn't leave a great taste either. Um, all right. So at this point, we've essentially both eaten about four full-size Kit Kats. How do you feel? Not too bad. Um... Do you feel like the sugar's like sitting on you at all? I haven't eaten a ton today, so intentionally. Mm-hmm. I skipped basically lunch and then... I took a big couple dumps yesterday, too, so... <laughs> Ooh, I feel like pushing a lot of those down did not sit well with me. All right, we're just going to hope that settles down because it's bacon at a time. And this is... Oof, this looking monster. See, this is a part. Are we just gonna leave it on while people listen to us chewing bad <laughs> cheeseburgers? Do we want to? Do we want to rate? All right, let's 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 discuss this on air. Do we want to basically race this down? We'll mute it and race it down. Just come back with who the winner is. Oh, that's that's so gross. Are we really <laughs> gonna do that? Are we? You re- so you know you can finish that. I feel there's no challenge in me finishing at this point. Yeah, I definitely could finish mine. Okay. Oh God. So what we'll do then is we'll mute ourselves. But race is so fat. And like, <laughs> God, if we both have simultaneous heart attacks and die. Uh, I mean, there's no, what other way is there? It'll be mom calling an uncle in four days like, Barb, it smells downstairs. <laughs> it's all dead. It's all dead. None of them are done. It'll be like, uh, what was that short story about the automated house right after a nuclear fallout? Like it's oh. still like cleaning up dishes and like waiting for the people to come back like. <laughs> well, she doesn't clean dishes. It takes forever to do that. It's just her bitching nonstop. I'm like, hello, we need a new one, a new this. What, mom? A new shower curtain? Yes, finally. <laughs> we do need a new shower curtain. Oh, fuck her! I'm tired of listening to that giant manatee bitch. But that shower curtain—it's filthy. But fine. <laughs> All right, we'll get a new one. One that's hopefully not as convoluted with her annoying hook system as that one is. <laughs> Like, three times a fucking month I go in there, knock a fucking thing off, it lands on my head. I'm like, motherfucker! Oh, <laughs> it's easily every other day for me. And I don't even use the shower on the weekdays. All right, so we want to do this then. I'll mute, I'll, I'll pause us, and we'll come back, and oh, Victor is... will be decided to who has to go see sisters. This is going to be the grossest thing I've done right. <laughs> in so long. Ugh, well, uh, Victor has been decided. Oh, so lame. <laughs> Even this stupid eat off. So, I've conquered the Japanese Kit Kat challenge. Finished my baconator first. It's gonna sit on me for a little bit, but. And unlike Christopher and his bet about a free pizza on whether I knew the nanny theme song, I, I will honor my end. I've ordered so many pizzas. Is that how? Okay, fine. 
right. The next time I order a pizza, I'll specifically come to you and I'll just call it the pizza I'm getting for you for the nanny. That way you can be done. Well, you can. Here's your prize. Here's your end of it. You can actually sit and enjoy that baconator what's left of it. Because I didn't enjoy mine at all. There's, I think, probably still giant globs of mayonnaise somewhere on my face that I just haven't even cleaned off. Because there was a big part of it when, like, I ate the first thing. It was dripping with mayonnaise, which I already don't like. And after, like, the first bite, it, like, squirted all over my hand and face. And I was, like, reaching for a napkin for it. And I was like, no, it's just going to take too long. Uh, It just sits there. It really weighs on me. See, I hate the timed ones. (laughs) I always prefer the long distance where, like, oh, I can sit here. It's the marathon. Well, I think that's maybe the next time we do an eat-off. Because that's the only issue with the Japanese Kit Kat, is we had different flavors. Oh my god. Oh, 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 it just, oh, <laughs> oh, it tastes like just like mayonnaise and of course like all the most stingy, disgusting flavors of the Kit Kats. It was like apple and <laughs> green tea. Oh, oh. Oh, I think... What would have worked with the Kit Kat one is if we know what they tasted like, we could have just ordered a box of the shittiest one for each of us. And then it would have been the endurance of who could go through that the most. Oh, so you get Apple. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. I'll give you that orange and citrus one. Who could have believed Apple was going to be so bad? It's just, like, it's, it's a flavor I just wouldn't attach with chocolate whatsoever. No, but like, I can imagine like a chocolate covered apple slice would be fine. I mean, I know caramel apple. I don't think I've ever heard of a chocolate-covered apple, though. Yeah, they do. I think they're way better than caramel apples. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love caramel and apple together. Chocolate and apple. Uh, it, it was a very strong apple taste to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It's, oh. it's going to be some upsetting burps. Oh, so sad. Anyway, no, Third Rock from the Sun. I hadn't seen it in a very long time. And I just, I, I forgot what, like, 90 shows could, like, did. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, an entire, like, bit to it of uh, Joseph Gordon-Lovitz is on Earth as a child going through puberty. And he, like, just watches the volleyball girls jump. And, like, there becomes a scene where they're like, oh, I guess we're just about done. We have to go to some party. But Joseph Gordon-Lovitz like, you gotta help me out, man. It's so hard being a kid with, like, hormones. And they, they basically ask, what's her name? Uh, the female lead on the show. I forget what her name is. She's Sally? Yeah. Well, I know Sally in the show. I forget what the actress's name uh, is. Oh, I don't know. Like Kristen something or another. Who cares? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but they ask her, like, well, you know, why don't you put your hands behind your head and just jump in place and we'll all watch. And she's like, oh, no. And you're like, that's a show. I guess it's a joke I feel like couldn't get away with in today's more PC society. Probably not. I don't know. They probably they make a lot of they make a lot of jokes at like the expense of like women or of like the my, couple minority characters on the show, things like that. It's it's just interesting to see like that difference from like what was then now to like that. And it was such a flimsy, shitty premise too. It didn't it ran for like twelve, like eight seasons, didn't it? Yeah, it ran forever. At least six or seven. And its entire premise was just it's. Four people who are actually aliens who are on Earth to observe us, and the, I think they're supposed to get some piece of information. I, I can't remember what they're exactly trying to get. I don't either. 
but they're basically just supposed to come back with information, and it yeah. that's the, the entire the first couple seasons it wasn't so it wasn't much about them gathering information. Every so often, French Stewart would be like, "You got an incoming message from the big giant head," and some stupid joke or something like that would come up. I remember enjoying it. I remember liking it too. Like, I mean, it was. I only watched the first episode. Oh God. That so was really forcing it down. Was a hard challenge of it. Um, I don't know how you did it. I almost choked myself to death. That's why I'm glad I had the water. And I still had two old bites. Um, but no, I like I remember as a kid liking it, but maybe the first episode is just not very good. Because I definitely was not like, what a great remembrance of days gone by, of days of yore gone old. It was very much like, hmm, this kind of blows. Had maybe, this run. Maybe you need to wait till Newman gets in there. Yeah, he does eventually pop in. He's like a recurring character. Because I was also trying to think, it's like, there are some elements that don't get it. Like, they used to always hang out on the roof. Wasn't that their thing? That was like their coffee place, essentially. It was like they'd all yeah. hang out on the roof. Looking up at the stars, and then it would always fade to the stars. Yeah. yeah. I do remember, I remember seeing the final episode, too. And it was like... I don't know if I ever did. I remember it ends with them being in the car. <clears throat> and uh, they're on the lookout point. Like the makeout point they first arrived in, and they're all on the bodies, like talking. And I remember Sally's like, "I'll say goodbye to." Uh, she named her tits, and she's like, "Goodbye to old the uh, Betsy." And, and then everyone like points the other one, like calls out its name, like Righty or something like that. They 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 named them. And she's like saying goodbye to her tits, but it's just like a moment of like the four of them in the car, like, "Guess we'll see you around," and they like teleport up or something like that. Oh, they did. Yeah, they leave. Like that's the end of the huh. show as they teleport back essentially to their planet or whatever. That I did not predict. Did What's-Her-Name go, too? That's John Lithgow's uh, wife? That's what I was trying to remember. I actually don't remember. Right. He might stay with... He either Ray stays Newman? with... That's not her. She's she's like an original Saturday Night Live cast Yeah, she's member. a cast member from SNL. I th- either he stays with her, or she she actually might come back with him. I'm trying to... Let me, let me see if I can look this up. Um... I remember at one point, John Cleese comes down as like a rival alien to try and steal her away from... John Lithgow. Final episode. Alright. No, I don't remember that. John Cleese was in that for a little bit? For at least a couple episodes. Hmm. The thing that wouldn't, <clears throat> wouldn't die was the name of the episode. Uh, was the two-part series finale. Uh, it ended with Dick transforming Dr. Liam Nissum. Nissum? I assume he took the name off of Liam Neeson? I don't know. That's, it's... It's spelled N-E-E-S-O-N? S-A-M. Uh, so Neesom. Li- Neesom instead of Neeson. But Liam Neesam? Like, how is that not Liam Neeson? I don't know. Uh, played by John Cleese into a chimpanzee. Uh, so he turned him into that. It was the full finale involved a four-episode story arc. So this was the episodes in it. Maybe it was Liam Neeson. Uh, his say transforming Dr. Liam Neeson. So that's what John Cleese called himself in it. Oh, okay. So he was the part of the yeah season finale or series finale. Uh, let's see here. Afterwards, the family and Mary head in the Rambler to the same spot where the Solomons first appeared. They're ready to be beamed aboard a mothership, but at the last minute, Mary realizes that her home is Earth, and as much as she loves Dick, she can't live in an alien environment. Esor- es- Dick escorts her out of the Rambler and performs a brainwashing technique on her that erases her memories and feelings associated with her love still in her mind. Harry leaves his coat behind for Mary to lay on until she regains consciousness following the beam-up. Dick then places the keys in the Rambler in her unconscious hand. The family reassembles in the Rambler one last time. 
tearfully singing their mission song as they're beamed away. So it's right, it's a, basically both. Like, he says she's going to come along with him and then leaves at the last moment, says she's going to stay on Earth, so they, like, essentially, like, you know, men in black her, and then they all teleport up. It's kind of a sadder ending than I thought that show would have had. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let's see. There's an alternate ending, though. A cliffhanger was filmed <laughs> to leave, you know, for the, the much-anticipated third rock from the sun uh, sequel series, I'm sure. They're all still alive. They are. They're all Except all Jan Lynch. Or Jane Lynn. She was like a minor character on it. She was like occasionally. Oh, was she Lorraine the Newman's like secretary that was like bubble headed? Oh, uh, okay. I was trying to think who's the who was the landlord, like the older woman they had. Oh, she I might forget not who still that be is. Around either. I can't remember. Uh, hold on. Cl- uh, Cliffhanger was filmed to leave the open the possibility for the series to return. In this version, first aired in syndication, the episode continues after the family is beamed away. The brainwashed Mary wakes up, sees the Rambler, feels the key in her hand, and in a state of delirium, enters the car and puts the key in the ignition. Suddenly, a naked dick appears in the passenger seat and tells, <laughs> <laughs> tells Mary, I couldn't leave without you, although memory has no memory of him. Uh, upon realizing this, Dick screams, alien abduction, alien abduction, and then beams himself and Mary aboard the mothership. Hmm. So I guess an ending would be like, oh, and she went up there. Is that not aired? Her. It says it was aired in the first time in syndication. So, I guess, not originally, but maybe in future versions, it's now become part of it. Interest at the very least. The episode received mixed reviews from television critics. <laughs> uh, John Lithgow told the press, we ended in a blaze of glory. It was 138 episodes laughing all the way. I must say the feeling is melancholy. I really did love it all the way up to the end. But on to the next, and quite excited about my next big project. Serial killer on Dexter. (laughs) (laughs) It was watched by almost 12 million viewers. Wow. Can you comprehend someone today watching, 12 million people watching a single television? It would be the biggest thing on television right now. I don't think Walking Dead even gets that many people watching. I feel like they get close to that. they're, They're close to that, but I don't think they get... 12 million or it's I'm sure the series finales of like Big Bang Theory series finale I'm sure would get a ton um, it ran for six seasons so it wasn't as long as I thought but six seasons still is a lot for that premise and the fighting Fitzgeralds couldn't even make it past their initial run <laughs> a great Irish family that argues with one another oh god uh, have you ever watched the fighting Fitzgeralds I thought I remember watching like an episode two of it and I, I think I liked it because mom seemed to like it and it was obviously Irish characters in it so I was like oh yeah Spriggan Madonna, this seems great. And she's like, no, oh, this is hilarious. And then so it just a, it's Boston, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. With Ed Burns? Yeah, I believe so. I had a hard time getting into it. I, I mean, it only ran for like I wanted to six fly episodes. that Irish flag as high as I could, but I'm like, oh, this show's so melancholy. <laughs> Such a bummer. Uh, what was I about to just look up? How many people watch Walking Dead? Oh, that's, yeah, let's see. Walking Dead ratings. Oof. God, that hurts. And also... Harry Rock from the Sum also has the most awkward season finale ever, where Harry gets kidnapped by Phil Hartman, reveals that, like, accidentally reveal, like, he gets a message from the incoming brain while he's in the car, and he's like, oh, man, I got a real freak on my hands. You're like, that's the big twist. Like, holy crap, now a human's going to know that this guy is an alien, or there's something mm-hmm. weird with him. Then that's, that's like, between publications, that's when Phil Hartman was murdered by his wife. Oh, God, And they never, right. like, I forget how they even solve it. I think they just find him in a circus somewhere, and they just don't address the guy that I kidnapped do remember him at that. all. Yeah. But it was super sad at the time, because like, you can't even... Like, what do you even do at that point? It was so crazy sad. <laughs> no one saw it coming, either. No. 
It's a pretty bummer world comedy, it seems like, at times. I feel like a lot of people put that as like one of the, the lines when Simpsons stopped being its classic era and started kind when of... When you stopped getting Troy McClure and... So that's probably like the 13th hats. season, maybe? Uh, let me see. Last... Uh, no, I'm going to go like 97. Let's see. Last appearance of Lionel Hutz. Mr. Hutz. What, what year are you saying? Or what season? I'm going to go like 12th. 12th season? I feel like it was way before that, actually. Might be right, because I'm thinking he probably died in like 97. Because I'm trying to think, I feel like nine, like at that point, because eventually they don't have anyone for Troy McClure, really. I guess kind of like Renee Wolfcastle or something like that. But Lionel Hutz eventually did just get full out replaced by like the blue haired lawyer, essentially, and stuff like that. I feel like Gil. And then, yeah, and Gil eventually Gil becomes part of it. So Lionel Hutz died in 1997. So let's see. Cases won. There's actually a section on this Wikipedia about the cases he won. Uh, the character was retired after Hartman's murder in 1998. 98. Uh, since the frequent family, blah, blah, blah. The blue-haired lawyer served as a family of Tory, blah, blah, blah. Lutz made his final speaking appearance in the season nine episode, Reality Bites. I don't remember that episode off the name. Okay, so it's been a while. So season nine was his <laughs> final one, though. I guess the last... Oh, yeah, it's where he's... Uh, uh, they're real estate agents. Mm-hmm. And she sells the... How, like, the murder house yeah. to Ned Flanders. Ah, purple drapes! I've always wanted purple drapes! <laughs> yeah, and he was starring in news radio. <laughs> yeah, it was such a fucking... Just brutal. Yeah, it's that was a pretty big bummer. What death, what, like, celebrity death do you think hit you the hardest over, like, the past, like, decade? I mean, I really should say Robin Williams. Just the suicide aspect really pushes that one over the edge. That was the one. Like, that's the one I turned to. <coughs> Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. It's hard to watch stuff that he's in and not think, like, oh, man, what a sad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh... Just off topic real quick. According to Nielsen's estimates, the zombie drama had about 13.1 million viewers overall. So a little higher than the finale of yeah. that. But I feel like that's an anomaly. Like there's Not an anomaly, but that's the only show I think that really does that anymore. Well, I mean, you're, again, you're talking about a series finale. I think yeah. there's a bunch of shows on that had, if, they had, if it was the end of the show, they'd be able to pull those ratings. Yeah. Sadly, Boardwalk Empire was not one of them. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, but no... Yeah, no, it's... Like, Robin Williams, I still haven't watched. I don't think I've seen a movie with him in it since then. Like, and I've had opportunities, but I feel like every time it does, I always kind of find some reason not to watch it. I finally watched Good Will Hunting. Pretty, really good. I've, I've still not seen that. That's on my list of movies to watch, and I'm like, that and Dead Poets Society are like the two big Robin Williams movies I haven't I've seen that seen. in 20 years, and probably. I, just, I like, haven't been able to work out I don't remember anything. Watch it. Good Morning Vietnam. It's another good one. I don't think I... I To this day, I don't know if I could watch... What dreams may come again? Because that's such a hard movie. It's rough. Like knowing <laughs> knowing how much that movie is about suicide and about like at the end he finds happy. You're like oh. But oh. I mean, what scenario are you able to run out of that? Like if you're over at a girl's place, she's like, "Oh, I love this movie. I'm going to turn it on." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Well, do I like find some like obtuse and maybe offensive way to do it? It's like, oh, I just crap my pants and then leave, or do I like watch it with her?" And ruin everything once I start bawling like a child halfway through the movie. No, you can leave, but you just have to tell her why. 
Like I have to tell her, like I'm a I can't I'm a big it. fat baby. I'm a big fat <laughs> baby who can't watch a movie where the main character suffers from depression. His name is Christopher. And it's all about like him him returning to life after suicide. Yeah, but not, it's, he he doesn't suicide. His wife commits suicide yeah. in that one. But that's like the big like the big climax in the movie is like trying to convince her to get out of hell. Mm. It's a heavy movie. It I remember is. when I was coming out too. I remember like they were like giving trivia out during Entertainment Tonight, and it's like there's a scene where because they show like different stages of hell, and like a lot of them are like exactly what you think, like the fire and brimstone. There's like one where he's like walking over like a floor made of people's faces. And I guess like all the like that was like their trivia to like and this scene where Robin Williams and Cuba Green Jr. walk over faces the people there actually cast and crew of the movie. Like, <laughs> like, oh. Interesting. Well, I assumed you didn't just pull people off the street for that. Yeah, but no, nah, it's a I don't know. Maybe I will watch it sometime. Maybe that'd be like a good like I don't get super baked or like drunk as shit and go through it or something like that. Good lord. <laughs> like it's an old war memory. <laughs> what do I? But it's. I, well, it's I can't so, go down that road. <laughs> I can't go back. It's such a heavy movie. Like it's at the time I remember being like, "This is sad." Like it's a good movie. I still think it's one. It's, of my a, it's a bummer watching it. I mean, it's still a great movie. It ends on a positive note. Like it's not like it ends and he's just like, "Well, I guess my wife will always be here in hell because she committed suicide and like play credits or something like that." Like he rescues her from hell. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. But it's also kind of pseudo, um, you know, like, they avoid using, like, big terms. Like, this is, like, they didn't want to be like, oh, this is a Christianity movie. Like, well, it's ambiguous enough that you could pull There's two different things from it. and a hell. Valhalla. And then, yeah, <laughs> the wenches. Um, but the other thing is, like, at the end, it introduced reincarnation. Yeah. No, it's like the big thing. He's like, what would you do about going over and doing it all over again? I remember mom being like, this stupid. Yeah, that part. <laughs> Re- reincarnation is ridiculous. That's a crazy people believe. I'm like, what are you going to do that, mom? Um, speaking of Liam Neeson, though, a little bit ago, did you hear they're doing a movie on Deep Throat with Liam Neeson playing the lead? What character is he playing? Is he Deep, Deep Throat? Deep Throat himself. Oh, the guy giving up the information? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, sure. I'd like. Is it in any way an action movie? <laughs> Look, it's him fighting like the Nixon yeah. army. Uh, I'd have to see. It's like him spiking Nixon's head on the <laughs> like on a fence, and then in real small letters underneath, based uh, loosely on historical action. It's like um, it's it's sort of like Lee or uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, just with him versus where, Nixon's army. Where even the title's fraudulent. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Liam Neeson. Look him up on IMDb. Let's see what he's got coming out. Uh, Batman Begins is on his most known movies. Eh, I guess I can see that. I guess yeah, it is probably like his most like public. It's like it, his four for ages like between fifteen and thirty. His or... four movies. What would you consider it be? Like his four movies that should be on his IMDb page is like most known for. Uh, I mean Schindler's List. That's number one. First and foremost. Um, hmm. he's got so many parts where, like, he's only in a third of the movie. Uh, number two. Fuck. So tough. Um, let me go Michael Collins. Not on there. It shouldn't be, but I bet Phantom Menace is on there. That's the second one on there. 
See, Nas is coming up a list on what other people would. Uh, and I already told you Batman Begins is on there. Batman Begins. Taken? Taken, yeah. Those are the four movies they like, quantify his career as. <sighs> I mean, Which Michael... it's hard to argue it's not. I mean, especially if you take the snapshot as to where he is now. Because that's mean, what people know him for. You're like, this was a great, back in the day, very dramatic actor who, you know, didn't win an Oscar. Definitely should have for Schindler's List. It was a tough year to go up in. But then after that, he kind of just started to go into more mainstream yeah. stuff, and now that's now he's just an action star. Thank God he still has like he'll always have Schindler's List and hang his hat on. Like, oh, remember that was the serious movie, and he I'm sure was. they'd love to push it off it if it wasn't. I'm sure they'd want to push it off that list. Like that was more of an artsy successful movie. Yeah. It's like no, it still made it's millions, made and millions a crap of dollars. ton of money. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still haven't seen Taken 2 or 3. And I don't know if I really want to. I don't hear anything good about them. And it's like one of those things like, do I want to see badly? Well, not bad. I've never heard anyone say they're bad, just not enjoyable. Yeah. Have you seen Michael Collins? Yeah, I've seen it. That's a great movie. That was a while back, but yeah, I did see it. And I have blank the ball. Man? Not Blank Man, Dark Man. No, I haven't seen it. Dark Man's good, too. Blank Man. <laughs> blank Man. I like Blank Man as well. <laughs> Liam Neeson, not really a presence in it. Uh, they have the balls to put him in A Million Ways to Die on the West as he, as though he was in that movie. <laughs> For more than eight minutes. As though he wasn't a cameo in there. Is that is it under his cameos? No? That's bullshit. Yeah, definitely. I would concur. Um... <laughs> kind of like Christopher Waltz in the new, <laughs> in the new Bond movie. Inspector. It is ridiculous that, like, he's given top billing and he's not in 90% of that movie no he's not in the first 20 minutes which is fine I like building up a little yeah. bit of mystique <clears throat> yeah you gotta you kind of have to almost give like a little bit of context to like show who James Bond is at this point like he's a desperate kind of guy after the death of him and everything like that and then a very grainy scene of seeing him in that meeting room where you don't yeah. get a good look at his face and maybe over the course of a five minute scene he says four things yeah Cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> the gayest. Like, <laughs> Cuckoo. But Which I noticed they left it out of the all the trailers. Yeah, so, everything. So it's like, he, last we're all here, James. Yeah. Like, every other line he says there, like, I will be the poet of your... I've been the poet of all of your pain. The awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he just, like, whispers that at the end of his sentence. He says a couple cool scenes in that, and then Bond has to jump out, and it's like, oh, all right, you still got a little bit of mystique. The cuckoo thing was weird, but let's uh, yeah. see maybe, what the rest... Maybe, maybe it's like a thing. Maybe he has like a weird one. Maybe it's a bird thing. Bond yeah. seemed kind of shaken when he saw him, like, oh, that wasn't somebody. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, I understand. Batista's obviously your henchman. There's going to be a little bit of time with him chasing yeah. you before we really get to Blowfield proper, and then it's just like... <clears throat> 52 minutes 40 minutes yeah like it's like a half the movie is just him james bond traversing the world doing nothing but like trying to avoid higgins or needlessly higgins. globetrotting minks or whatever is batista's mr hanks mr hanks but you can tell super smart yeah he's a super intelligent guy and then yeah and then he finally meets him like the last 40 minutes of the movie and he's in that a good bit but it's it's like a two plus hour long movie He's in maybe 20% of it by the end of it. Yeah. Which is absurd. For like the second build guy in it. For, for James Bond's By far the most anybody with two Oscars has ever done in a Bond movie. <laughs> for somebody like who everyone was like, Christoph Waltz is finally playing a Bond villain. Like, finally it happened. This is the guy who should have been in this role years yeah. ago. It's the You've been saving Spectre for it. Yeah. And then... It's absolutely shameful. And then 20 minutes with the needlessly, needlessly convoluted torture device. Like, I forget who I 
listen to you talk about that, but someone was like explained to like it's the most ridiculous like James Bond death trap since the laser that went up like the yeah. grid like towards his dick or something like that. You're like that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's not a fantastic bit. But... I've been making people listen to the writing on the wall song. <laughs> it. Is, Everyone's immediate response is why. It's aston it's <laughs> astonishingly bad. It's not even like this just isn't a good Bond song. It's like this is ill fitting for Bond in every way, shape, and form. And this song just sucks. It is <laughs> terrible. I see I kinda like the song, but I think no, it's terrible that song as a Bond is song. Awful. Sam Smith's like gay, raspy voice, like the high pitch like, See, I, I disagree. I do like the song. I think it sucks right, as a Bond I song. I don't want to ever hear myself like I'm in bed and I like hear you going to bed to that song. <laughs> I don't know. I totally do. That, that song's horrendous. But I, I will agree like, it's horrendous in that usage. Absolutely. I think that's good. I, that's as close to like it's a subjective thing. Taste and music and tone and all that. I think it's a, as close to a fact as humanly possible. That is just an awful song for James Bond. <laughs> like I can't. It's like you know when people are like James Bond would not drink Heineken when they're like you've completely destroyed yeah. the character. I cannot comprehend a world where James Bond like is like driving down the city, turns on the radio, that's playing, and he doesn't immediately turn <laughs> yeah. into something else. Like. Like anything else at that point. He's like, Christmas Station? All right. Please not be die again? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put up with this until that Sam Smith shit's off. It gets about as low a grade as possible as I can get for a Bond theme. It's still not a bad movie, though, but it's not a good one either, I think. I don't know. It's, I put it below Skyfall, obviously. Above Quantum of Solace, which isn't very good at all. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, it really comes down to whether you liked it more in Casino Royale or not. I'd say about the same, maybe. I don't know. A lot of parts of it I kind of liked. Uh, it's brought. It stayed a lot truer to the books than you thought. Like basically, the Christopher Nolan version of Bond was going to go. And now we may never get Christopher Waltz again in another Bond movie. It's hard to. Yeah, oh no. I don't know. I mean, I guess the door is always open for it, but. We shall see. He just has to wait for the next Tarantino movie to come out and get a third Oscar. What's the next one? The Hateful Eight, I think. I don't know if he's in that one. I don't know who's in it at all. It's got a lot of like some of the older Quentin Tarantino uh, people that haven't been in his movies in a while since yeah, like, like it's like Dogs. Mr. Blues in it. He, uh, Michael Madsen, who was Mr. Blonde, the crazy uh, okay. fucking one, he's in it. And then so is Mr. Orange, the one that turned out to be a cop. Oh, uh, God, what's his name? Timothy, he had that show, Don't Lie to Me, or Lie to Me. Oh, yeah. Like, Not a bad show, actually. Tim Roth? Is that his name? I don't think so. I feel like that's a different person, but I might be I might be mistaking him for someone else. Or Christopher Roth, too. maybe? I feel like Roth. Anyway. But some people that haven't been in it in a while, which seems kind of cool. No, it must have been him. Tim Roth was in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So. Maybe you just look up the cast of Hateful Eight, too. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, he was the guy from Don't Lie to Me. Uh, Don't Lie to Me was actually pretty good. Was it? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a bad show. There's actual legitimacy to that uh, thing. Uh, Jamie had it where I guess like you're just hypersensitive to people's body language, so mm -hmm. you can basically tell when they're lying based off of very subtle things. Yeah. So it was an interesting show to kind of focus on. I guess there's actually like a point coming up soon where like they're actually considering making that an admissible piece of evidence in court. 
oh, really? ability if someone can like read your body language and tell if you're lying off that, like trying to make that an actual admissible thing in court. It'd be interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to see what goes into considered being like a qualified person to testify to that. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm some cop who's been doing it for a number of years. Yeah, like, I just... That dude scratched his nose like three times. Fuck yeah. that guy. Black guy was totally going to shoot me. <laughs> he scratched his nose like twice before I unloaded eight rounds into him to stop him. Proven point. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day. Um, I'm going to take such a giant dump tomorrow. It's going to be heinous. <laughs> it is. I opened up today, and I don't know why I did it. I opened today up with two of those Jimmy Dean croissant sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> with this sausage, egg, and cheese, like frozen. They're not even the healthy ones. No, <laughs> they're the ones. I didn't even realize until I scanned it later to put it in my fitness pal. They're like 400 calories a piece, and I had two of them to start off the day. I was like, oh. I'm not salvaging today's calorie count, but that's for damn sure. But it, it is brutal. No, you didn't even get the turkey sausage ones. You just went for the worst. I went for the ones. I went immediately for the just like, that's going to be tasty in my mouth. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> right out of your asshole. Uh, it, it's it's going to be heinous. I, I, I know we've already brought it up outside this, but I feel like I need to bring it up on the show. That was heinous oh. what you did to our bathroom. Again, <laughs> you never get over anything. <laughs> it's, uh, I... We share the same bathroom. There's one bathroom in this house. You wake up before I do. You generally go to work. To go to the gym. Go to the gym before I do. Let's get that. Yeah. So you wake up. People should Go to the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. You go to the gym and don't have the respect to just take a dump there if you need to. You take a dump in our bathroom beforehand. And plenty of people I'm sure have heard of shit stains. Like where you take a dump and it just streaks on the toilet bowl. Those are gross. So those are almost understandable, though. Sometimes large dumps happen. That's fine. This wasn't a shit stain. This was like if so, like you took a dump in the toilet, and then like I don't know, you like a brick in your pop pocket dropped out afterwards, and just smashed the dump into the toilet bowl. And it's it's huge. It's smelly. It's not like something you missed. Like clearly, if you even had peripheral vision back into the toilet bowl, you'd have noticed that there's a huge shit streak in there. Yeah. You didn't do anything. You just left. <laughs> I had two <laughs> bowls of oatmeal that day. I think they really hit me hard. Yeah, it's the oatmeal. <laughs> it wasn't the enormous turkey sandwich full of French dressing and oil and vinegar you had the day before. So you left this enormous shit streak in there. And like I, I go in afterwards, take my shower. And this is me, me simply allowing him to tell his yeah. version. I'm, it's not, like, I'm not conceding any it, of my points. It's like me going in there afterwards and being like, Ew! Ew! Like, just immediately, like, oh, it's so gross. Like, it's smelly. It's enormous. It clearly looks like no attempts were made to get rid of it. I'm already kind of running late. I need to just kind of wash, like, take a shower real quick. Like, I'm trying to style my hair, put my contacts in, just, like, holding my nose the entire time. Like, ew, 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 ew. And like I'm, mom, when she comes in there afterwards, like, ew, yuck, yuck, yuck. By the way, I didn't flush and clean it out. So mom, our good, sweet, stroked-out mother, had to go in afterwards and clean up your poop on the toilet bowl. At which point, like, I'm like, all right. I go into work. I send an email like, hey, is everything okay? I, I assume some kind of emergency happened. It looks like, you know, is everything all right? Do you need me to take you to the hospital? Because I assume... Is that an enormous gun in a vodka bottle on the kitchen table next to each yeah, other? Yeah, it was like, because <laughs> like, there's this enormous shit stain in the toilet. And I can only assume you must have been in some kind of dire emergency. Because no decent human being would leave an enormous shit stain like that in the toilet and not try to do anything to get rid of it. 
I was like, do you so just let me know if you need me to drive you to the hospital or to maybe a puppy daycare class so they'll teach you not to leave these giant messes in the toilet. I flushed twice. Yeah, so you say. No, I did. I swear to God, it was not, it didn't do much. I realized that was probably going to be had the wheel on that just sits there and settles for a while. <laughs> it's like, uh, what do you do when you get horse dung on your jacket? You don't brush it off all quickly. You let it settle, crust, and just fall off as you go. So what was your plan? It's the Boardwalk Empire. Fall off. off, by the way. I'm sure it is. What did you do? It had to you? settle, and then some, you know, strapping younger brother was going <laughs> to come in an hour later and flush it. I'll tell you what, I flushed. But it did not do much for that. It got a little bit of it. There was still quite a lot left. See, I'd have been there forever. You understand? <laughs> you understand my plight now. No, there's ways you could have gone about it. Or at least put like a note that's like, I'm sorry for everybody. Or taken like a Febreze into it to at least didn't smell. It was absolutely ridiculous that you had the balls, the gall to do that. <laughs> I used to have a joke where like when someone takes a big dump at work, they're like, you shouldn't, and you just did that and walked away? No, <laughs> you should have to stand here and apologize to everyone that comes in. Like me just there at 7.30 in the morning, like, I'm so sorry, Chris. I left like, like a giant dead animal turd. <laughs> like, like, why is that? Oh my God, no. It, it, it was, it was like a, just a miserable way to start that day, like walking, like, oh, oh, ew, ew. It's funny, like, all the documentaries, History Channel, like, just subjects I love learning more about in the world. And still, like, getting an email about, like, leaving a giant turd in the toilet bowl. And now it inconveniences you. just gets me, like, kicking with my heels in the air and work laughing. Like, <laughs> No, it was... Oh, it's the bee stickies. <laughs> when it happens... It's never intentional. It's not like I left it there. I did two flushes. I was like, oh, look, I don't have all the time in the world. <laughs> what am I, Mother Teresa? Anyway, I'm out of here. <laughs> this will sort itself out. I take most of my dumps at the gym. I feel like I spare you. <laughs> Do you ever leave enormous shit stains there and then leave without doing anything? Flushing twice is doing plenty. I see that. It's I feel like, like that's where the argument is. You feel like... When is flushing twice not enough? <laughs> when it does nothing. And you know it does nothing. It's contrary to everything. Would you want me to sit there it's and like, break out a super soaker and like shoot Zach it off? It's like Snyder's Superman. I'm like, you just destroyed Metropolis and didn't give a fuck? This is because the guy. Contrary. <laughs> Superman would never kill Zod. And Superman would never take a huge dump in the toilet and just leave it there. Zod would, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not supposed to be Zod. <laughs> I don't. Look, I flushed twice. I think, so most, I think most of the world would be in agreement like, well, what's a guy to do? There's only, there's only so much time in the day. I'm only enough. I'm it could have been so 20 much. flushes to get rid of it. Maybe it just needs some time. Did you come back after no. the gym? And- <laughs> no. I came back nine hours. I uh, came back like 11 hours later. <laughs> okay. You didn't buy mom like a sandwich or anything. Like, here you go, mom. Thanks for cleaning your big boys poop out I of I just slid the usual note under her door on my way out that says Christopher did it. <laughs> Like a sign you point to it, like to my door, like, ooh. Oh, no. Uh, have you heard of uh, Rumbler? No. It's essentially, it's like Tinder, but for fighting. Where you sign up for it, you swipe, like, left on people you want to fight, and if you two, like, swipe each other, you, like, text a time to meet. And just it's gotta be fight. a gay thing, right? No, I mean, well, Louis J. Gomez is doing it, so who knows? Possibly, I guess. 
But uh, yeah, it's 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 a fighting app. Would you participate in it at all? Do you think? No. Are your fighting days behind you? I don't know if they were ever really. <laughs> like I did some sparring in college. That was about it. I haven't been in like a real fight since high school. Did you win? No. Teacher broke it up. Uh, did it seem like you're gonna win? Probably. It seemed pretty even against two guys that didn't really know how to fight. But it shouldn't have been because the other guy was like six inches shorter than me. <laughs> oh no! And glasses and <laughs> in a wheelchair. Yeah. He's fat. The Siamese twin didn't want to fight at all, so <laughs> he kind of had to battle against that. You like boxing so much, I feel like you'd be all over it. Like, in a gym would be a different thing. But, like, me, like, hey, let's fight in my backyard. Like, okay, so you're just going to invite me onto your property where you could just so easily kill me and then say I broke in. Well, I think the app exists to kind of do that. I don't know how, like, tongue-in-cheek the app's supposed to be. I'm sure it'll be outlawed shortly. I have to feel like it is. Because it does promote illegal activity. You're not allowed to have fights with some no, other people. It's at the very least disorderly conduct. Yeah. Um, but it is like the note. Because like, when you go into it on like the app store, like the preview like text conversation is like, Hey, bro, don't like your face. Let's meet up and fight. Like, all right, meet you here. See you then, loser, or something like that. And I have to like, I wonder if like the fights that happen in that are all as tongue-in-cheek. Like, is it... Is it people actually like, I fucking hate you and I, I just want to fight you even though I know nothing about you? Or is it, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, hey, bro, like, we're going to fight because your face is ugly and your girl's a whore or something like that. They just make up, like, fake bullshit to, like, give an excuse for I'm you guys s- to fight and then afterwards to, like, shake hands be buds. No, that would be cooler than what I assume. It, it's probably mostly, like, bitches that don't know how to fight and they're just talking trash on each other and probably don't show up to fight. It may have already been removed from the app store then. I'm not finding it anymore. So maybe it's already been taken off. They were like, oh, wait, does it go selfie editor? Why is this the first thing that pops up when I type Rumbler in? Well, maybe I'll just get this. Make some scary photos about the house. So I was on Tinder the other day. Uh-oh. Talking to some chick, just exchanging messages, and all of a sudden she's like, how big's your dick? <laughs> And then it just got, like, dirtier and dirtier and dirtier, and she's like, yeah, I've been with girls, and I really kind of like that, too. She's like, what about you? I was like, uh... I've been with women as well. Uh, well, I just cut to chase me. I was like, yeah, I've never really been interested in being with guys. She's like, frowny face is what she sends. <laughs> I was like, yeah, still not interested in being with guys. Are you... Uh, is that a problem? And then, like, the next message is like, all right, I'm so I'm really a dude. <laughs> Are you sure you're not into guys Wait, at all? What, what is this? Tinder. Some dude set no, up. No, I know. I, I can grasp. Set the- up a fake profile with chicks' pictures, and you know, post out like, "Hey, just love hanging out at the park and you know, watching Quentin Tarantino movies or whatever she put for the profile." And her goal was to like get guys to be like, "I'd totally be into a." like banging a dude and be like well you're in for good luck then or i don't even know if it's like a tranny because i feel like they would have thrown that out there i think it's just a gay dude that's like hey maybe sometimes this will work i mean i feel like there's like a there has to be a gay version of tinder though out there like, yeah it's called grinder, grinder. Yeah, yeah like why wouldn't you just go on that if that was your thing who's gonna like i feel like, like who's gonna catfish on tinder <laughs> like what's the point because that's what tinder like it's just for hookups right yeah 
Like, it's not even like, oh, well, I'm emotionally connected with this person, so they'll just uh, overlook the sexual attraction differences. It's like, hey, you want to go bang? Like, sure. By the way, I may be a dude with a cock. <laughs> Are you cool with that? Like, no. <laughs> Your profile is like you in yoga pants with, like, a Penn State class of 2008 shirt on. That's not really... That is ridiculous. Yeah. Did, was there any messages after that? Or were you just like, ew, and like just turned it off? I was just like, no thanks, buddy. And then I blocked the profile. So, But when you do that, you can't look at the messages anymore. Oh, I would have definitely kept that up for a little while just to see if any other messages come up. He's like, what if I tell you I don't have that big of a cock? What if I tell you it's barely even there? It's almost <laughs> like just a big clit. And I show up, it's like 10 inches long. Like, come on, man. <laughs> this is not cool. You said I would get like just a just a little morsel of wiener, and this is like <laughs> this is a big heap of this is like fourteen tablespoons of wiener. <laughs> this is a big wiener schnitzel. You didn't shave anything. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's one of like uh, <laughs> you've already put a wig on me. What's going? On? <laughs> it's it's like such a questionable thing, though. I'm just like I don't. Well, what is the end goal there? To be like, oh, this dude. Is into banging guys? Well, that's probably his fantasy is like tricking straight guys into fucking them. Maybe. But he doesn't wait till like you get to the place and then do it, I guess, because maybe that the immediate outrage. Or maybe he's been beaten up before doing that. He's like, so look, just so you don't murder me when I meet you at friendlies. <laughs> the crave. You're like, no, we're not doing this at crave. Yeah, that's a little that's too, too close. close. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I, I'm astonished. I don't want to like spit in your face, like, eat shit and die you fucking tranny and then he watches me drive down the street for like 30 yards make a right make another right into my driveway <laughs> like you pop it out of the store like <laughs> I'm completely calm by now like good times are coming away thank you for being a friend <laughs> now that I'm astonished I Bravo for you for keeping that under wraps because I would have definitely told. Oh, I wanted to save it. It's yeah. like the fr- I can't believe that would happen. It's like I could picture it alongside. Like, oh, so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like when you get there and you're like looking for the chick. T- was it like I assuming it's an attractive chick's profile yeah. picture? Yeah, it's like a cute little brunette. Like, there's no way uh, you. It's not a tranny. It's definitely like, like some gay dude just hijacked this girl's profile. Or that's a, that's. A, an astonishment in and of itself. Well, anything else you want to throw out there? Well, a couple things. Have you heard that? Uh, who's your guy that's playing Baron Zemo? Uh, Daniel Brühl. That he will not be wearing the mask for the new event or the new Civil War movie. I can see that though. I mean, the mask is a little bit silly. But it's so central to that character. Unless it's an origin story where it gets it at the end, but I just assume they're going to kill him in this movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a pretty good chance. He might die in the first that. 20 minutes. Who and knows, that's like, yeah. <laughs> he's a part of Hydra. Yeah, I mean, he might be a part of Hydra, so he could just get eliminated immediately. Um, I don't know. It's... Because they've done... Marvel's been really good thus far about not, like, really diverting too far from, like... Um, like the faithful comic like the, the fact that Vision is like a red green and yellow robot with a cape yeah and you're like you really could have found better ways like there's no in world reason for him to be to look like that the closest you have is like oh he liked Thor's cape and made one himself but it still yeah. doesn't explain why he's a green yellow and red robot red face you, yeah yeah like the fact that you did that you're like okay you're trying to keep in touch with the character 
So I have to assume for them to not be doing the Zemo mask, there must be something to that. I mean, it's the same. And Jessica Jones, Purple Man is not never purple. There's one point where like he gets injected with something, and it like turns like he gets veiny and a little purple that. But he's otherwise he's just David Tennant. He's just white the entire time. So yeah, they gave us Red Skull. Yeah, but Red Skull, you're easy. You're easily able to just be like, yeah, but that's what he looks like. That's you know, he his face eventually just becomes like that. I guess that's like less cartoonish and comic. Then his mask being stuck on his face with some crazy glue. That... Yeah, I, I, I don't even really know what the gimmick of Zemo's mask is supposed to be. I assume it's just he doesn't want people to see his face. That's what it started as, and then a Fantastic Four, somebody, some team, like back in the sixties, like he ended up getting stuck with like chemical grade. Uh, like wacky glue and it stuck it to his face. So <laughs> yeah. How's he eat? I don't know. That seems ridiculous. Have you ever heard um, uh, the Blob? At one point in time, he had like a friend within like the supervillains of mutants, whose power was essentially like he just emitted this forceful field of gravity around him. Yeah. And like the two of them were friends, and like eventually that dude was slowly dying because he couldn't eat. He was like crippling himself. And a blob was the only person who could resist it, so the blob would like walk through his crippling gravity field, so he could slowly feed him and like nur- try to nurse him back to life until his inevitable death. Yeah, it's so sad. You're like, oh, what a touching little bit that they never any other version of the blob and anything else. It's like, oh, I'm big and fat. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's like this touching story about him making friends with a guy and his powers actually being really helpful for once. I used to know his like, name. Some like I forget. It's some lame, but. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, what a touching character piece. It never... I feel like there's still a scene of him like eating a whole basket of chicken like on an elevator ride, <laughs> like as he's walking because he's supposed to be originally he was one of the more intimidating villains of the mutants. I mean, he was one of the first too, so yeah. he had the advantage of being there from basically the beginning. But like now, I feel like you, if you insert Blob into something, it's like well, here's some dude who just eats way too much. Yeah, because sometimes they just abandon the whole gravitational pull thing. Like no, he's just a big fat guy who's pretty strong. He's still like no match for the Hulk of Thor. You don't want to see that. That's yeah, you don't want to get involved in bed with that. Um, now, what was the other thing you had to bring up? Well, did you see what the budget is for Batman versus Superman now? I have to assume it's something like 300 right? Go check it out. Alright, let's see. Batman versus Superman. Penis. Big Penis. Floppy. <laughs> Hold on a moment. Batman vs. Superman budget. $200 million is what it's listed as right now, but here's a, a rumor. So let's check that. Uh, this is from ScreenRant.com. Batman vs. Superman, the most expensive movie in history. This is from back in October, though, so some news might have changed since then. No, I didn't hear about this. Uh, according to Latino Review, when all is said and done, the budget for Superman Dawn of Justice comes out to roughly $410 million, which would make it considerably the most expensive film to produce. Uh, oh, considerably more expensive than the last entry, Man of Steel, which reportedly cost 225 This astronomical budget places Batman vs. Superman in a position to become the most expensive film in all time, outsting the previous record holder, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. That's... Ludicrous. Four hundred and ten million dollars, which does not account 
for marketing, which they're going to market the fuck out of this movie. Does it does it feel like the perfect storm coming for like what could be the giant comic book movie flop of if it is any for it to have that budget, it can't even just be like, well, it's a good movie and it like you couldn't coast on what Man of Steel did. Because Man of Steel made like seven hundred million worldwide, had a two hundred and twenty five, you know, with the advertising and everything taken out, still made a good chunk of change. You can't do that if your film's four hundred and <laughs> production cost. If they make anything less than like a billion and a half dollars, like within like two weeks, they're like, this was a huge flop. Because that's a shit ton of money to put into it. Yeah, it seems very risky. That's that's insane. I, I have to think that can't be true. What's that expensive? <laughs> What's in this movie that makes it $400 million? Which is gonna. Did you have to spend eight writers to fucking write this bullshit? Red capes are coming line. If the special effects don't like make me orgasm in the theater watching it, then I can't comprehend where four hundred million dollars would go. No, I mean I've liked what I've seen as far as the special effects. I like the special effects in Man of Steel, though. It makes me think: is the whole movie fighting? Because like, what else is that expensive? Yeah, like, what else did you need to do? To like, oh, we destroyed a small city in India for this film. Like, oh, okay, understandable. What well, is Man of Steel sequels? So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did have to. He did have to destroy something big. Yeah, I can't. I can't even comprehend how something would cost that much. So bad news for Marvel, you think? Bad or news DC? For, uh, DC. If that's true, then yeah, I. That's huge. Like I, I, I it's unpre. Like I think, Spider Man had like a three hundred million budget, and then supposedly spent like two hundred million in advertising, and that's why it was like a big flop. Like not a flop, but a big loss for them. Yeah. Like when it didn't make a shit ton of money, and you're just relying on that same sort of thing to be a, uh, essentially Batman or Superman, like four hundred million dollars off the bat. And Does then, that come out in May? March. So as soon We're as super close basically as soon as Star Wars gets all their promotion stuff out of the way, you're gonna start seeing the DC. The, the, it's yeah, it's gonna be weird because you're gonna as soon as that as soon as yeah Star Wars finishes, then Batman vs Superman stuff will be everywhere, and as soon as that's done, you're just gonna get nothing but Civil War stuff because that's the December then, and technically before that, there's Deadpool's in February. Wow, and then Age of Apocalypse is in the summer. With something else, I thought maybe not, and then Doctor Strange is at the end of the year, so there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounded like she just like, like she sounded like all she did was just reclined, like chunk chunk. All right, go ahead now. Four hundred yeah. million dollars, though. Holy cow! I. What if it is all fights? Sweet. I mean, I. Aquaman comes in like Wonder Woman. You've got a dirty puss and just starts fighting <laughs> each other. <laughs> dirty puss. It's got to set up the hatred immediately. Like, there's no time to be like, "Who are you?" All worlds have differences. <laughs> Get a bit. You can't be diplomatic. She just has to like Aquaman has to well, come just slap her in the tits. Throw quick. some Lysol on that clam and get it smelling better. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? We fight now. How dare you? hundred million. <laughs> it's in the movie. She's outraged. I mean, that's Suicide Squad. And he's got to throw at least eight sharks. Suicide Squad's in August. 
Oh. So there's a lot of like there's a lot of stuff coming out next year. Yeah, we've been talking about this. This is pretty much the start of it. Star yeah. Wars and boom. Yeah, it's like you're just gonna dig right into it. Into the nerdiest year of our lives. Which I will just note at this point now I'm dodging everything Star Wars related humanly possible. I'm trying not to see anything else. Even like, Ninja like, Cats? No. I like I uh there was a Jedi a, cats. That's apparently good. a trailer from Japan came out. And supposedly showed a lot, and I just refuse to look at it. I refuse to watch it because I don't want it. Like I feel like I do that too much with the Marvel stuff, as I look up too much stuff on it. And that, that way, when the movies come out, I'm like, oh, I kind of already knew this stuff was going to happen, or whatever. I don't want that for Star Wars, so I'm avoiding it pretty hard. All right. So if you got an opening night ticket at just like the local cinema, would you go? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I went to it's all. It's so crowded, though. I went. I went to all the Marvel movies essentially opening night at this point. Any of the, like since Thor: The Dark World, I've seen all of them opening night. Yeah, I hate people, so I try not to see movies. I don't mind. Night. I mean, it's never fun to see a movie alone. I mean, there's always that kind of a little bit of a sad aspect. But the Marvel movies are always just so much like anybody who comes is there to like enjoy a Marvel movie. So it's just kind of fun seeing a lot of people who it's want brotherhood. To see yeah, well, it's always, everyone's excited. Like when something like when a. When all the nerdy Easter eggs come out, that's when everybody's like, "Yeah, woo!" Like when Winter Soldier dropped, name dropped Doctor Strange. There was like applause in the theater. If you saw it like regular matinee a couple weeks later, like if you try doing like, "Woo!" I am like, "Sit down, you giant nose!" <laughs> like, hi, hi, hi. Oh, I wish I had like a roulette wheel of random like Marvel characters. Like, I'll give you these tickets. But you're gonna have to dress like whoever this era lands on. It's like tick. Tick, I'm like, tick, is it everybody on there? Because there's a Jubilee. lot. Of, <laughs> I have to find a fluorescent yellow raincoat and, and giant neon, pink neon peak boots, <laughs> like rain boots, whatever she fucking wore. It was like a jean skirt. Yeah. You're like, I'm just gonna put a bunch of scotch tape in my eyes to make them slant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it racist too. Like, oh, hurrah, everybody! It's me, Jubilee. <laughs> fireworks shooting out of your hands and people. I make Work everywhere. Pew pew. <laughs> I'm an orphan or something. <laughs> Who knows? I take a one to popcorn, Parige. Just get my Arigo gift card. I'm just looking for my family. <laughs> I'm a good mutant. Oh, family. Wolverine will teach me. <laughs> I don't know my story. <laughs> I make a surrogate daughter to him or something. Sure, I went Revo at some point. <laughs> Evo Jubilee. Let's <laughs> just stop. Just stop. Like, First and foremost, your ass cheeks are just flopping out of those shorts. I don't know why you bought a women's size. You knew you were going to have to pass a buzzer test on here to whether your costume qualified, right? <laughs> of course. That's why I didn't cheap out on costume. I get super into character. <laughs> Jubilee has never talked like this in any incarnation <laughs> of the character. Really? Oh no! I guess I work a parade of shit right now. <laughs> so am I getting in? Oh, yeah. So I'll just go see my Captain America movie and. Uh, just take that your shoe polish thing because I got my storm costume lined <laughs> yeah, up in my hat. I can put storm on if you need. Hold on, let me get my storm polish. <laughs> but I couldn't do getting that damn storm polish if I need to. Y'all got chicken? <laughs> like, sir, which no, way no. do we go? <laughs> like, sir. The love of God. Do Halle Berry is right there. Do I have to wait? Working in the, concession. <laughs> do I have to wait in the back of the line because all these here white folks? <laughs> they they should get the better seats. That's in character. And me, personally, I want to get seats. <laughs> all right, I'm back into character now. Anyway.
Anyways, where's do I go? I can't read any of these signs. Like, this was the worst idea. God, just when the news came, of course. Right when News 43 is here. Good God. Oh, Alright, so that was the Japanese Kit Kat eat-off. Victor's been crowned a loser, has lost. This should have just been something for finishing the bowl first. I feel like the bowl really just came down to which one of us had to talk more. You really turned this on its on its side when you're like, oh, and the Baconade is going to be a rush challenge. I mean, what did you want? It was it, Otherwise, it would have just been neither of us talking so that I could rush through the candy before you could. Should have done a check-in where uh, we'd have to, like, I could say, I bet you can't finish both of these Baconators. <laughs> you should have. That would have been a good idea. Uh, we came up with one the other day we were walking to the store. We are like, what if we get like a big tub of sour cream <laughs> beforehand and after and just see who can eat the most just pure sour cream? <laughs> it's like not even something enjoyable too. Because all of our eat-offs thus far we've enjoyed. Like, like, this is the closest to maybe not just because some of those Kit Kats were gross. But like we've always eaten things, but it's like, what if we just eat something disgusting that nobody wants a part of? Sour cream, the worst one. Sour cream was just the one we saw like a big tub of sour cream <laughs> for like seven dollars. Like, hmm. <laughs> like how much? How much sour cream? Like pure sour cream? Do you think you could eat? Well, I can do a tub. Ew. And then over the course of a day, yeah. Like a tub that big? Yeah, throughout the day. Oh my god. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> that seems horrendous. You don't think you can do that? No. In God's name. <laughs> it either be that or like a, a good and plenty eat off. I don't know which would be more abysmal for me. We should get like a. Uh, so let's say wait for like June and then buy all like the Clarence Cadsbury bunny eggs. <laughs> And just have like 30 a piece and like whoever finishes this first, however long it takes. Uh, how, or just whoever can endure the longest. Because that's event. Cream eggs will, I feel like that way on you, Like, you know, sometimes when I'm not doing anything exactly right now, I'll think, oh, I haven't had a glass of water in a while. Let me go just chug down some water. And still be like, oh, I haven't eaten one of those Cadsbury bunny eggs in like 30 minutes. I guess I should, I guess it's time to eat another one. And just immediately, like, with the knowledge, too. Like, this has destroyed my diet for the week. Like, irreparably destroyed it. This is, like, 9,000 calories that I'm going to eat over the course of the day that I'm going to stop enjoying about egg three. <laughs> oh, well, I think we had fun. You enjoy sisters. It's going to be such a... Oh, God. I really, really... see it with Terry. You know, and she's going to want to see it, like, in the regular theater. She's oh, not going to want to cheap out and go to the $2 theater. <laughs> Well, and it's got to suck. It almost certainly will. But you have John Cena to look forward to. He's always a charismatic guy. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and go running tomorrow morning. God knows how that will go. I'm thinking I'm gonna try and do a couple pull-ups before the night's done. That's about. I did my workout earlier today because I knew I wasn't gonna do it with this belly as it is. I'm already starting to feel like, ooh, I don't know how moving's gonna be. <laughs> like, I really hope I don't poop myself on, my, on the way up the stairs again. Who knows? It's gonna be risky. All right, everybody, that's going to do it. Super hilarious, but it's out.